0: I'm gonna record it on this computer. Yeah. And so it's recording now, but I'm wondering whether it's recording the voices or not.
1: You do it I, does. I, I th- it does. It does. It records the whole thing.
0: Even even through through the uh, through the thing.
1: Yeah, because you can you can hear me and I can hear you, so. It, so okay. Zoom so, so sees it. <laughs> okay, very
0: cool, Tish. So you're giving up a Sunday for this, and I'm um, I'm I am too. Which is thank you very much. Uh, for for doing know this. How, long,
1: how long is it going to be i, I thought it's like an hour it's going to be an hour, hour uh, i don't hours, think people whatever. people have a lot of patience so, for what, what's a, what's off off limits what's on limits what are we well, talking about th-
0: yeah let's talk about that so i don't think people have patience to uh to listen to a four-hour podcast no. um like joe rogan does and like tim ferris does but having said that, I think that long form is my favorite type of podcast. I, I,
1: I even have a mic. I can't get like talking to <laughs>
0: <laughs> So long form is good because I'm not going to edit it. And so it's just raw. And okay. so you know, try to speak honestly and authentically about things. But at the same time, it will probably be seen by like three people um, with the intention of it being seen by three million people. But it will take me a while to grow an audience and people always forget about the first podcast. So no people never go back, you know. We
1: could do it. We could do it every Sunday for (laughs) I don't think people
0: really care that much to tune in every Sunday. It would be like our little church. We'll get our little community of ten followers. It'll be like, Oh Tish, oh Tish. Oh Jeff, oh Jeff, they have something important to share. We'll write a book and it'll be called like um the the new revelation or the new new revelation instead of the new new thing like Michael Lewis wrote we'll do it the new new revelation it'll be like uh, the the religion of technology and insights into superiority and and (laughs) success and failure yeah make it truly exciting
1: Um, religion no I I think we should talk about you know what the topic that I really want to talk about is like how is how is how is COVID going to change the world Oh, that's interesting. Okay, but let me, let me first it's start. Very relevant. With,
0: absolutely. Let's get into uh, the, the great thing about a podcast is you as the guest can kind of steer it in any direction. I'll kind of bring it back yeah. when, when I need to, but I want to tell you what the purpose of this is. And if I look hot, it's because it's 95 degrees here in London and, and they don't believe in yeah. air conditioning. So I'm outside. I'm on this little patio that I, I redid. Really?
1: No and air yeah, conditioning?
0: No air conditioning in uh, London, I mean, in, I would say in 80% of the houses and apartments and flats, no air conditioning. Fantastic. So it's, it's, so it's a little crazy. So the purpose of this is very simple. It's to inspire others, okay? It's not to pitch an idea. It's not to talk about, oh, this is my thought of the day. It's to really inspire others from like, who's behind the curtain, who's, who's you, who makes up you. And I find you particularly interesting. I find a lot of people very interesting, and you know that about me. I'd love to dig in a little bit deeper. And I think that um, other people will appreciate um, the persona, um, the character behind the individual who's sitting there at a one, job. One second.
1: What? Charger? Downstairs. Yeah. So. so uh, I'm so, on a podcast, so don't say anything. <laughs> so
0: so for me this is i have no agenda here besides hopefully putting some content out with people like you and other people that aren't necessarily talking about what they're doing today or what they expect to do tomorrow i want to know why i want to know how i want to know sort of the the struggle that came with it as part of that journey and what led you to where you are, whether you feel you are where you are because of successes and because of other people or because of failures and you've learned from that. So for me, this is just part of a creative journey where I cook, you know, I make videos. Sometimes you've seen a lot of them. I read a lot, I write screenplays, I write poetry and short stories and research papers and I've even written a book and, and even a white paper on cryptocurrency. I listen to podcasts constantly. I, I I search for creative elements and people and uh, I, lis- I not only listen to but I write music and I play music and you do too and we're going to get into that in this thing. But um, the only thing the only thing is it seems I don't do is draw um, or my fingers don't seem to have that capability of actually translating it on a paper. I can tap a keyboard really quickly but I can't write anything. <laughs> I, I can't write uh, yeah. anything. And then... Um, you know, there's a few other creative things I don't do, such as, you know, such as paint and I don't sing either. I wish I did sing, but my voice is yeah. terrible and I don't think I could train it and you sing. So I'm interested in yeah. learning a little bit more about that too. Um, but, you know, for me, this is the first of hopefully many, many podcasts where there's just a communication going on between people. Yeah. And, and it's not, I want to hear about the perseverance and the, um, the fortitude, the tenacity, I want to hear the struggles. I want to hear when you had concerns um, and how you battled those demons. You know, I think that that human spirit is really what I bring out here because I think that's going to inspire people. We can all talk, and and I think I think we can do another podcast, sort of about the future of technology and the future of business and where that's going, and maybe yeah, we can actually,
1: t- yeah, actually, tactical is actually not because it becomes. Everybody's got something going on. Everyone's
0: got something. And there's a lot of talk about it. And then I like like the people that do, but I like the people that do as a result of something else, you know, how they're driven. Like I had the pleasure of having dinner with a a new friend the other night. And, you know, he's driven by this just internal drive. And he does so many creative things. He does, he's doing all these crazy things. And you think he's a, a lunatic. He's made over a hundred million dollars for himself. He's a family man. And I'm really interested in him because he's so different. And I'm interested in what drives him. His stories with, with uh, hallucinogenics was fascinating to me. You know, his stories about his failures were more interesting to me than what he's presently working on.
1: Yeah. So no, I, I'm going just, to, just who we are, right? Like just to. Who we are. What do we
0: live for? Exactly. So I want the emotions and the feelings and, and the facial expressions from you. Um, yeah. And I want I want all of it in raw form and realize, of course, that, you know, don't give me sensitive materials or anything, anything secretive, you know, because we don't want this to be listened to by the wrong person. That's going to affect your life in a negative way. Um, and I'm not saying you have any, but just be aware that this will be in the public domain if I do my job correctly. And again, gonna, I, ha- I have no agenda. It? Where are you to put, put it? I'm thinking of putting it on YouTube if if the video comes out well, and you know, I'm going th- to put it on the apps uh, on podcast and Apple Podcast Store and maybe Google. So,
1: so I'll I'll tell you one thing. Like I find out, so there's this website called Bright Talk. Bright Talk. Okay. Yeah, and so look, this is. I mean, you're calling it a podcast, but this is you know, it's a it's more of a. It's more synonymous with a webinar because of the format, right? Because we're yeah. screen shooting. Yep. So Bright Talk is a, you know, open, sort of like a learning uh, webinar where people can just post and just go and post their webinars. So you could try mm-hmm. that too.
0: Oh, neat. I'll definitely yeah, do that. They, actually definitely. Let that.
1: they actually let you, I believe they have software that lets you record it as well. It's called oh, really? Yeah. Talk.com, Okay. I'll
0: link to it in well, the notes of this podcast, but I think that in some, in, in, um, in some locations, it's just going to be, uh, it's just going to be a recording. Others, others, it's going to be a video and maybe bright talk. It will be its own unique format that you can't upload, and you really have to do it on there. I don't, I don't know.
1: No, I think no, this that, is a this this is a good idea. Yeah, I, I think, think it's going to be fun. Wanted to try something like this.
0: Absolutely, and and yeah. and the good thing is we're we're safe with each other because we're such good friends, and um, yeah. and so. Again, there's no agenda with this. Um, I'm not promoting a business. You're not promoting a business. We, we, we're not promoting books. We don't, um, we aren't here to sneak in some sort of link to a website that we're looking for business. No, there's none of that. No. This is about inspiring others as a result of journeys that we've been on. And I'm most interested in yours at some point. I, I'll be interviewed. Um, and I've got- You, you know, know well, you should say
1: that, Jeff, in the beginning when you do the intro. Mm-hmm. You should say that, like you know, you and me used to, you know, sit, sit in your back back backyard and have these conversations, and then you know we've come a long way, and you know COVID, and you are now well, in London. And now we're just doing the same thing on Zoom. Well, this is happened.
0: this is the beginning, so okay. I'm not going to re-record yeah. the beginning. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> I'll start with I'll start with that. So okay. Tish and I, are really
1: good <laughs> friends, and we
0: used to sit in my backyard, and to talk about the world, and the universe, and people. And we used yeah. to talk about our journeys and, and how we're going to change the world. And now here I am in London, and he's back in Connecticut or in New Jersey. And uh, he's on this path, and I'm on this path. And we occasionally come and cross paths, and we go our separate ways. And so yeah. now we're all of a sudden doing this on a podcast, and it's quite interesting. Um, because we both have evolved a little bit since, since those days, but that wasn't too long ago. And I think that we're both um, probably locked in as the same people no matter what, but we can continue to learn from each other and from others, you know? So, so let's, let's dive right into it. Um, yeah. And I'll start, I'll start hitting these questions and then take the conversation any way you want. But I'm interested to know first um, something about you that nobody knows.
1: Something about, um, this is gonna sound lame. Um, could, that's, I can I that's, could. Know, it's it's okay. a lot of people don't know. It's gonna. It's going It's going No. It's. It's just that I have now, you know, realized that one of the two things that I stand for in in my life is basically efficiency and curiosity. These are the two things that drive me. I've realized mm-hmm. about myself. So like efficiency is sort of like the bane. It's because every time I'm angry, every time I'm frustrated. It's mostly related to some sort of efficiency. It could be, it could be somebody not doing something uh, in the fastest possible way, or the cheapest mm-hmm. possible way, or the most mm-hmm. efficient way. It could be me looking for a control Z in life. It's like, why did I do this? Like, I should have go back and <laughs> do it differently. And then the other thing about, and the, the other thing is curiosity. Where most satisfying days for me are the ones where, you know, like. The simplest way of putting this is, and I just heard this, I'm stealing it from Neil deGrasse Tyson, it's like, I just want to know more than I did yesterday. Mm. It, could be it could be literally anything. Yeah, it does yeah, not yeah. matter. It does not matter what it is. As long as it's something that I did not know yesterday, it could be a new technique for singing. It could be a new way to make coffee. It could be a new yoga trick. It mm-hmm. could be that you could put lemon in water and kill acid reflux. It could be literally anything as long as it's something more or something yeah. I did not know yesterday. Now I know today. And that's what I live for. That's what I realized about myself. Interesting. And, um, Interesting. Can you yeah, still and, hear and me? And I, and I, yeah. yeah, I can hear you. And, good, and, good. I, and I think that... You know, between us, the thing that the, the path that you said keeps crossing is that you're a curious being yourself <laughs> and you have some of those traits of efficiency too. Like, you know, yeah. just, 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 just like what I admire about you a lot is, is that when you come up with an idea, like, there's very little things that can stop you from <laughs> getting to some form of execution of the idea. And it could be anything. Like, you know, this is a good example. Like you came up with this, what, two, three days ago. He's like, I'm going to do this. And then <laughs> he's like, when can, when can you get on? Like, so so you, you're like one of those, you know, you got those sales tactics. Like, it's like, well, I you know what? You on. It's like Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, you can do Sunday. All right, that's it. It's going to happen. I, I got to from- tell you, it took, me,
0: it took me all of about five minutes. I went on um, one of these uh, design sites. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Um, Canva or uh, Kava.
1: It's a pretty and good poster you made, man. That's that's a pretty good banner.
0: I swear to God, Taish, it took me three and a half minutes to make that. I created it, I downloaded the, the PNG file, I uploaded yeah. it to Facebook and to Instagram or Facebook yeah. and Twitter, one of the two. I don't oh no, it was Facebook and LinkedIn, sorry. And I got some comments from it, which was interesting. Uh, people were looking forward to it. And I didn't I have thousands of followers on both of those, but I think I know five of them. Um, and the five eyeballs I did hit, they commented and one guy said, Hey, I've got some ideas for creating your podcast because I just set one up for XYZ company. And I haven't talked to this guy probably in 30 years, maybe. And I barely remember him and I was appreciative of his comments, but then I researched what his mixing technology was and what he was recommending I do. And even that was taking too much time because I don't want to mix things. I don't want to overcomplicate things. I just want to get it done, see if it gets out there into the universe, see if it can impact some people. And I'll tweak it if it, if it sticks and I'll do five or 10 of these things. And then I'll see if it sticks. And if it sticks and it makes me feel good and it makes other people feel good, I'll, I'll continue it. And I just discovered a studio that I could use here in London that's being set up specifically for podcasts and it has cameras everywhere too. Um, and this individual is going to be, uh, doing podcasts with Tony Robbins, uh, Tom Cruise, Jennifer Aniston, a number of other celebrities for uh, various reasons. He's already locked them in and, um, it'd be great, but he's not going to use this studio 95% of the time. So if it catches on, I can do that. And so I reached out to you or I got an email from a, a LinkedIn message from a, a cousin of mine. And he said, Jeff, just use zoom. I was like, okay, I'll just use zoom. So here we are on Zoom doing a podcast I thought of three days ago, and um, yeah. So efficiency and curiosity. Does think it, get back to you? Um, yeah. yeah, I I like that about you too. I think um, those two traits are efficiency seems to be a character trait of many individuals that are of. <laughs> Of the of the gender of the of the male gender, right? <laughs> we, uh, we, we like to be efficient about everything. We need to fix everything.
1: We need to fix everything. We, we need, we need to fix everything. Like, it's just like like you are doing it wrong, my friend. Let me tell you how
0: to do it right. <laughs> you you want some shelving? Okay, and next thing you know, yeah. three yeah, three hours later, there's some shelving. That's not really what I want. Okay. I didn't want to talk about yeah. it. I just want to get it done. And yeah, curiosity, exactly. yeah, curiosity. I think that um I think that that turns us into. Um, into doers versus, versus participants, you know, it turns us into, I'm sorry, um, bystanders, not bystanders. So it turns us into participants, not bystanders. It turns us into doers, not talkers. And that's the curiosity thing. It's like, as, that's all about life. It's like, there's so much to learn. There's so much content to absorb. And uh, some people are really good at absorbing a lot of content and I, I'm pretty good at it. And the question is, what do you latch to? Because I find so many things interesting. And so many. I'm, I'm passionate about so many things, and I'm curious about different languages and cultures and people. Um, because you're right, I can learn something too every single day. Um,
1: this is, this uh, is it, right? That's that's what that's what makes me say, all right, let's do this. Because it's like, all right, yeah. I've never done a podcast. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> We've listened to them, right? Yeah, we both listened to them. So why not? We've we spoken on the phone. What, like you know? A dozen of times like in the last couple of months and you yep. know it's been an hour long conversations why not do it yep. in this format exactly and then you know exactly. share, like and you know we, we are sharing a lot of um, experiences like we, we do share your experiences and you know and i was you know like when we are coming up and we talk about ideas and stuff like that it was all those ideas are coming from these same experiences and those in the thirst for curiosity is what gets us to those experiences right like that's the yeah like if I if I find like I'll I'll tell you like internally I crave to be a calm person that's what I crave like I think Mm -hmm. about like when I see somebody calm is like oh man I want to be that person you know like people who are like just unscathed just calm you could tell them this some give give them bad news and they're like you know that's that's what I Want yeah, to be, but like i feel i feel like i could try as hard as i can like there's still always that me in there that's like <laughs> just <laughs> ready to <laughs> fight or flight like just ready to go always
0: yeah um yeah i've learned I, I, with age i think calmness comes with age too and, and experience and and um i've t- sort of done the, the opposite of what my father did which was getting enraged mm. and and um almost to the point of of coughing and choking oftentimes is he had a really wicked temper. And my whole life, I've been trying to control that my temper and I I really don't raise my voice. I don't, um, I try to remain calm. Granted, there are certain situations that I might be nervous going into, or I might be anxious, but I try to control my emotions where I can realizing that it's sort of a futile effort. If you get sort of over overly zealous or overly, Overly emotional about something, but okay. there's downside to that as well, because then you're sort of suppressing it right, and you're yeah. suppressing the feelings and you're not getting them out, and you're like, "Oh, I'll deal with that later, or <laughs> I'll talk to my therapist about it if you have one yeah, exactly. <laughs> or 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 I just won't mention it because I want to avoid the interaction and I want to avoid the conflict, and sometimes that's not the best thing to do it's rather get it out in the open and talk about it but yeah. but yeah. Um, I think that comes with just, um, just staying on track, staying on purpose, committing yourself to it, and um, and and then um, and then realizing also when it's happening to sort of take a deep breath and calm down.
1: You know, <laughs> one of those. And it's it's a, you know it's very interesting. I I I was very I like going to the office. I like. Being around a lot of, like, you know, the last three four months have been very interesting, especially for me, because this was a shift. And uh, like I would say, I've dedicated a lot of the last dedicated is a strong word, but like <laughs> I've experimented with a lot of uh, things that I was not doing. Like I like literally got into running. And I've never run, I used to hate running. I, I would be like openly go out and say to people like, man, I don't know how you run because it's like the most boring thing you can do because you know, like I always prefer sports over running. And, um, and, I, and I started running and then from running, I said, okay, let me start tracking running. And then I could not run that long. And then I started doing this, uh, trying different things for stretching and then stumbled upon yoga. Now I do like, you know, it, it's interesting what I do now. Like if, if I look at myself like six months ago, man, like I, I wake up every morning I go to this park that I didn't even know existed <laughs> and it's less than a mile away from my house. It's got a, it's got a 2.5 mile trail uh-huh. uh, for running. Yeah. I literally go every morning. I bought yeah. a yoga what t- mat. I, what time? What time do you go? I try to get there by like 5.46. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not 5.45, and, but 5.46. 540 or 540 uh, sorry that's 540 to 6 a.m somewhere between oh, okay 540 somewhere the same five, 540 to 6 a.m and yep. um, a lot of yoga mat so I, now i do go and do yoga in the open like yep. It's, yep. uh like it's intended yeah great it's like about 10 15 minutes they, they have these uh you know those dog downward dog positions that like really yep. stretches out your calves and stuff and uh yeah I do that and I started running and now I could do like, the other day I ran four miles. I was like so proud of myself. Wow. Yeah, like 4.2 miles, right? And now like averaging out, I'm trying to get to like 16 miles a week of running. Okay. Which is for me, you know, if I could do like five days or three days, four days, whatever it is, and you know, you get to like somewhere around 16 miles and then the other days doing other things, it's completely now transformed me and uh, you know, so like that's what curiosity, that's what I like about it. Like yeah, keep keep messing around. Like like we don't know what was going to happen with this conversation we're having. <laughs> but, that ex- that, but that's but that's exciting, if anyway. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything, but it could it could it could go it could go anywhere. Like I think a lot of people are like looking for. I I, I would say a lot. Of, you know, if I the most interesting conversations I have is when I find out. Oh, I'm not the only one. Yeah, In yeah I'm not alone out there. Things, I'm a lot of alone out there looking for like the only ones. Yeah. Um, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. By the way,
1: what well you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna return the paper. What do you what's one thing that people don't know about you? Oh <laughs> now you're interviewing uh, the interviewee. <laughs> well there's no real uh, or intervie- for- I'm format. I'm sorry, you're interviewing the interviewer. Um, well, there's no real um, format here yet, so that's your fault. <laughs>
0: One thing that people don't know about me—I mean, I've got a lot of hidden treasures. One okay. So I've 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 written a lot, as as I said earlier in the podcast, and um, I've written on chaos theory. I've written on time period dependency. But the one thing that's most interesting to me is—is is, I mean, this isn't necessarily from the from the spirit, but it's more mental. Um, I'm interested in compression and compression algorithms. And I've talked to you a little bit about that. So, um, so I, I, I actually got to the point where I researched it enough where I was doing some calculations way beyond my, my, my scientific grade, right? My cert- any certifications I've ever had or any classes I've taken, way beyond my pay grade. And I, um, I wrote to Larry Page and Sergey Brin, Google, and I wrote them saying, I think I've discovered the next way of compressing data. To allow for the transmission of a two-hour high-definition movie in two seconds over text, and I didn't hear from them. <laughs> that, that letter probably never reached their inbox, but it was a physical letter, you know, <laughs> sent. It wasn't email; it was sent. And um, because sent letters, I, I, I seem to feel that they get on top, right? Nobody gets letters anymore. It's the same thing as faxes; nobody does faxes anymore. So if you want to be different. But I did some calculations and I figured out a way of including another variable in the compression of, um, of compressing down data, whether it's video or whether it's um, um, just regular binary code, however however you wanna look at it, it could work across various mediums. Um, but I've never, and I reached out to some, some students at MIT and I got them engaged in the discussion as well. They were graduate students. Uh, but then they all started getting picked off by Google and everybody else and Facebook to, um, to go and work for them getting paid to half a million dollars a year. And I couldn't really compete with that. So I wanted to create sort of what, what do I call it? Tish? You can uh, jog my memory. It was the Avengers think tank or something like that. Um, <laughs> you remember that? Uh, it's was, it was like a think
1: tank. You know, um, I can look up, I can look up the email.
0: Yeah. And so <clears> I, um, so I said, well, why don't, why don't we just a whole bunch oh, what of is it?
1: time, 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 what, what, what did you call it? Time, inter- time, <laughs> time period, dependency and compression uh, was two totally
0: separate, you know, theses. Um, time period dependency was more about financial markets and financial market movements and, and compression had to do with everything. Stuff we're doing now, stuff we're doing. So anyway, yeah. I, I won't go too far into it because I take things to a certain level and then I'm like, at my curiosity has been satisfied. Time to move on. Yeah. Right.
1: I I think you do that 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 I would I would say but that goes into like the first thing I was telling you about telling about you which is once you want to do something <laughs> you really do not look at the consequences side of things you just, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> like look I, um the 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 uh, it is it was it called quintessence? Quintessence. <clears throat> quintessence. Yeah, quintessence, yes. This is no, the same that, thing. That's that no. That's different, Oh,
0: are you, are you talking about coincidences or quintessences? Uh, com-
1: quintessence, your your paper, why? Oh no, well,
0: my my paper was compression, compression algorithms.
1: Time compression, yes. Time,
0: uh, no, it wasn't time compression. It was, it was time-based
1: compression, right? Like you it were time using based something. Time-based compression, with it.
0: yeah. I was using um, I was using
1: time nice. as the third variable that made an infinitely large um alphabet. That that was a very interesting concept, by the way. Like it, it fascinates me. The only thing that I I find interesting about that is if it's a thing, yep. it's most likely some Verizon or somebody's looking at it because compression is like so important. Anyway, yeah, but it's one, of, it's,
0: it's one of those things too. And forget the, um, compression using time as, a, as another variable with versus ones and zeros. Um, it's like Morse code with a, a little gap in between the letters. Yeah. The, um, but forget about that for a second. The, the challenge is, there's, there's too much infrastructure built on legacy technology here. And legacy technology is effectively compression that's built that was developed in the 1950s, if not 1940s. And it was incrementally improved upon all the way to today. So you have now massive amounts of infrastructure to handle um, massive amounts of data. And nobody's going back and looking at the original problem. It's like trying to redesign Facebook's skin after you've had 12 years of legacy applications built on top.
1: That's very interesting you're saying. Right. That's very interesting. That might be very true because that's what, like, like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. It's a very good book. It's called Innovator's Dilemma, Clayton Christensen. And he talks about disruptive innovation and um, I think iterative innovation.
0: And yeah, that's, that's where, it,
1: yeah, that's where I think most of the world gets stuck on. It's like something happens and then they just want to make it, they just want to iterate and just make it a little better. And um, disruptive because the disruptive innovation just like needs a whole other way of um, looking at things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, like it's, a, it's an outside-in sort of thinking that's very, it's not a, most people don't do that actually.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, it's it's easy to be incremental these days because everything's been thought of. But you look at the Elon Musk's of the world thinking about, okay, how do I how do I give more people internet? So I'm going to send up three thousand to five thousand low orbiting satellites. So it's going to cost thirty billion dollars, but I'm going to deliver internet, 5G internet, 6G internet to the masses through low orbiting satellites. And Bezos is doing the same thing now. So. Uh, to me, to be honest with you, that's actually interestingly enough. That concept is incremental, right? Even though he's a fucking genius, and we we both yeah. appreciate him and everything he's done, and he was almost to the point of, of lunacy genius. Um, they, I haven't heard anybody rethinking about um, LZ compression back from the nineteen sixty three, and they've continued yeah. to build on these trees. And why is that important? In these trees of compressing and decoding and encoding and decoding, um, data based on binary code and ones and zeros and looking for repetitive patterns, has been talked about and has been used by everybody under the sun all the way through today. This video that we're doing is actually ones and zeros being passed back. What's, what's interesting about um, the conversation that I would like to have is, how do we, how do we reframe the, the narrative? How do we rethink? the way that data is actually being compressed in the first place, so that those four billion people, those disadvantaged people, can not only get access to the internet, but can actually act as entrepreneurs. And when I'm, when I'm thinking about compression and sending a high-definition movie uh, over two seconds in text, I'm not thinking about trademark infringement. And I'm not thinking about how do I get that new blockbuster mission impossible to that guy, that little kid in Ethiopia who doesn't have anything but a shitty phone. I'm thinking about ways of training that 13 year old kid with a shitty phone into an entrepreneur and allowing them to be a hotspot for this new form of compression, allowing people to transmit data from various hotspots around the world. And so everybody becomes a transmitter, everybody becomes a receiver and and i could go i could spend 2 hours discussing this which i won't do right now but what's interesting about that is i want to change the world not only in delivering data and content to people but i actually want to empower them and i think you can do both if you reframe the discussion so for for me it's it's a little bit greater purpose that the problem with what i've just said which about turning everybody into a small Verizon or an AT&T or a T-Mobile or a Sprint or a Vodafone or a Virgin um, they are the dominant players and there's zero chance they would allow that to happen where effectively you're democratizing this, um, this concept of everybody becoming a small little cell tower. And if everybody became a small cell tower, it would put them out of business. So they aren't threatened by it today because it doesn't exist, but decentralized computing, which we've all talked about and heard about with cryptocurrency and blockchain, um, those 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 words don't even have to be part of this conversation. It's effectively democratizing um, a certain business that shouldn't have the monopolistic properties that it has today. It shouldn't yeah. be the monopoly. You shouldn't have to sign up with that that the communication company in Africa that is the dominant player. You should have an alternative, and the alternative is that you're actually doing good and, and doing well. So. Um, yeah. There's, there's something to that and I'd love to have a discussion with anybody listening to this podcast about that because I can go into great
1: detail as to what
0: I'm, I'm picturing happening and I could go into detail about various things, but yeah, it's not the topic of this. It's, it's a, business oh, let's, that's a business. Let's
1: zoom out. That, that's yeah. very helpful, but I think let's zoom out to where you started because I, I think that's like, I'll, I'll tell you, that's what I've pretty much spent my last two years where I work right now doing. Mm-hmm. And that, and the, and and the point that I'm trying to get at is problems to solve, right? Which is, as so, there is like you know, like this whole concept of doing meaningful work, right? Um, meaningful work has so many meanings. Yes. Because, You know, if if you are somebody who works in an office and your manager or somebody tells you to do something, right? and you do it to the t you dot the i's and you cross the t's that's that's meaningful work to that person right yeah but you know like i I think oftentimes that's the thinking that's missing from most people which is are you solving a problem and who are you solving that problem for at the end of the day right because that's where the uber efficiency comes from right like if you look at you know like it's, it's an example i go around using hypothetically, like if somebody went to, you know, Elon Musk and said, you know, these tires that we have in our cars, they can only go 40,000 miles, 50,000 miles, right? Mm-hmm. Can we invent tires that can go 100,000 miles? Someone like Elon Musk would basically say, why do we need tires? <laughs> right? He's like, let's eliminate the damn tire, right? Like why, right. why make it 90,000 miles, you know, because so there are people who would say actually, and I think there are more people who would say, you know, you're right. The tire is uh, not, you know, the longevity of the tire is not enough. Let's try to increase, let's invent a new type of rubber. Right. That can, blah, 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 has steel, or, you know, the, the moon mission did this. So let's let's put that in. And then somebody's gonna come out from the left is like, or, or something even bigger is like, why are you traveling? <laughs> you can have a Zoom call. So I think that, you know, to me was a big learning. Because when I, you know, so I'm from engineering and, you know, for people who are listening. I, I you know, I, 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 I am responsible for systems and engineers and engineering of companies. And, you know, a lot of times what I've realized is all these engineers were like, actually very smart people are like reduced down to doers and not mm-hmm. thinkers. Yeah. They're always thinking. So I've like dedicated a lot of my recent past to making people thinkers rather than doers and it's very interesting because that this thing that you were just talking about right like what is the problem that you're trying to solve is not a question that most people start at they usually say people usually progress to like step three or four which is what is the best way to solve the problem you're giving me right right they, they spend no time like if you said Page, hey, this um you know the zoom has two cameras side by side okay, how, how can i make it you know, square, that's just hypothetically, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would be like, "No, what are you trying to do?" <laughs> right? But what are you trying to really do with this, right? And um, And most people don't do that. And you know, I, I think as I've done that, it's completely rewired me too, like in in a lot of ways. like it's actually seeped into my personal life. It's like, what am I really trying to do? Like am I trying to run away from something? And if i am run away from something, he's like, is that the right thing? Or like, what is, what is the real problem I'm trying to solve? Um, that's, that was a very, you know, you, you said, uh, you wanted to talk about the human side of things yeah. like this. I think this is a human side of thing for me, which is like, one thing I'm saying is everything I learned at work, what I've seen is it's cross applied everywhere. Like, you know, the people, I think common wisdom is, you know, you leave work at work. I don't think that works that way. Right. You don't leave work at work. I think it comes wherever you go. It's your yeah. brain, the yeah, mindset. Well,
0: isn't, isn't that the difference between somebody who's just working a job and somebody who's living their life, right? Yeah. Um, oftentimes, I think you and I have been frustrated by people who don't um, believe in what they do. They just do. And therefore, they sort of leave their brain and their enthusiasm or passions at home as they go and just execute and they come and then they go back home afterwards. And, and it's really, it, it doesn't work well in, in the environment I want to create, in the work environment or, or even with my friends. I want to talk to them, I want to hear them, I want to listen to them and I want to learn yeah. from them. I want to learn from the whole person not just how to, how to write that code to make it blue, you know, from gray. Um, I I want to know what's driving that person.
1: Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, you know, it actually, what I stumbled upon was that that is also the key, you know, the folks that uh, you were referring to hypothetically mm -hmm. are people that frustrate some of us because we don't find the same level of ownership. Right. Right? But we will say, it's like, why aren't you like, why is it important to do this versus like, sometimes if somebody comes to you, like, I'll give a random example. It's like, oh, the website is down. Would you like me to work on the website uh, down problem? Or do you want me to finish what I was doing? Right. right. And you'll be like, like, <laughs> like, I used to be or get angry. And it's like, why is this question being asked? Right. And now right. it's, I'm realizing, oh no, they don't understand, you know, like there's a disconnect between what these people own. And they're owning the work right so Mm -hmm. that's why doing the task is the ownership right so it's moving the ownership from working to solving problems is what i'm saying right because then you because if you are a problem solver in your mind you cannot solve a problem unless you understand the problem you're solving and then as you get deeper into it it's, it's like a quicksand sort of a thing where you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and you find yourself like You become like a massive thinker, you know, that famous saying by Einstein, where he says, you know, if I was given an hour to solve a problem, I would spend 55 minutes thinking about the problem and five minutes solve, and I would spend five minutes solving the problem. I I think that is to me fascinating because that's, I think that's what people like some of us do naturally, but it's because, you know, we attach our ownership to the, um, this, the problem that we are being solved not the solution like it's yeah. more important to solve the problem than to do work right yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think in this journey what i've realized is that people were like you know i've been able to help they've switched their ownership has actually switched and uh you know like i and, and i you know it feels good it feels good to help other people like you know think think bigger right Right now, maybe I'll what realize I, two years later, why the hell did I do this? <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> so let's, let, let's, let's talk about the thinking versus the doing. And we started this podcast by talking about how we both respect doers. And yeah. um, some of us have more of that uh, than, than others in life. And, and, but at the same time, I agree with you that not, there aren't enough thinkers around that actually think about innovation and, and question the why and question, you know, why are they doing this or, or why are we just changing it from gray to blue? Why don't we rethink how we're going to change it from gray to blue? And I, I actually look up to those people, just like you mentioned where a Warren Buffett, for example, will look at, he'll, he'll, he'll keep his calendar completely clear. He has one or two meetings a day. At least that's what um, I've read about him. I haven't talked to him personally about this, and he will oftentimes spend four or five hours reading every single day. And that's his work. He's reading, he's reading research reports, he's reading financial statements, he's reading the news, he's reading books. And I read a lot too. As you know, I try to read a book a week. Um, if I'm lucky, I'll get through a book a week, but sometimes I'll read two books a week, and then I'll you know, ditch one and, and jump on to two others. But um, I think reading is critical. The problem is we don't have enough time to read. We're, we're getting so much information thrown at us with content, with uh, the news. We're getting so many requests for our time at work. We're getting so much content being pushed to us through other digital mediums, such as Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO Max and, and, um, and other things, and phone calls and videos and texts and Zoom calls, that the question I have for you, and I'll put it back to you, is what's that line? What's that line between waiting till we retire so that we can read those novels or we can read those biographies and we can absorb them and, and relish in them and enjoy them versus being pressed for time and having to get through something because we want to enrich our lives and we want to um, excite our minds? And, and maybe one answer is um, audible, you know, audible at one and a half, two times speed it might be one of the answers you might give me and I would give you that answer back, which is, you know, I'm digesting content as fast as I can so that I I can spend more time thinking. And, um, I love to think, and sometimes I'll be silent because I love to think. Um, but it's not until I dive into a particular subject and start researching it, do I actually get a chance to then dissect that thinking, you know?
1: So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I, so, uh, so first a reaction to what you said, you know, when when I read these things where, it's like, um, Bill Gates reads ten books a week or you know, fifty things a day or something like that, and then you know, they spend a lot of time thinking. One of the things I try to look at is the spirit of what what's being said instead of what is being said. So I think the spirit of what's being said is they're they're lifelong learners. They're always trying to learn new things, and then. I think the other second thing that's being said is that they, they prioritize, right? They prioritize thinking and applying the learning instead of just, um, you know, doing. So I think the framework that I am currently personally experimenting with um, is sp- do s- spend the time thinking, even if it's to, you know, do the big things, and do the things when you have a lot of clarity. Mm. Now, clarity is a, is, a, is a pretty vague term. So the way that, you know, I, I think the things that I have learned is this, this term that has become like a favorite cliche term for me, but it's got a lot of value and it's called objectivity, right? Um, clarity would mean, so let's say you wanted to solve that problem with the with the, I'm gonna just call it time dilation because I like that term. Um, You know the compression problem that you're you were just solving, and uh, time time dilation. I love time dilation. I I I love time dilation. It's 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 such a marketable term, Jeff. Like you 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 should do an ICO on time dilation. And then you'll hold, you'll hold all the coins. So um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> raise a billion dollars. A nice you raise, a,
1: raise a billion dollars and on a white paper. That was a good time. <laughs> I was actually just watching a video yesterday of uh, John Oliver about these coins. Anyhow, so going back, I think so. It's the framework is uh, pick a subject that you care about. L- you know, learn about it. Just be open minded. Like you know, consume as much information. So think, 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 think. When you st- you know get to a point of clarity then start doing the definitely why because then it will take you it will be very efficient because yeah. it will take you less energy and you will produce better results and then the, like the definition of clarity is basically when do you know you have the problem solved so like big problems right like the, one of the bigger you know challenges is how do you know like your compression problem how would you know you have actually done something that people are going to be willing to Buy it or sell it or implement it, right? So, example is, and I'm making obviously this is a metaphorical example. It's like 10x reduction in the size of a transmission video or something like that, right? Well, mine, mine was mine
0: was 48,000 uh, percent, so it was a forty Yeah, times. so, they, so yeah. there you go. So 48,000. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and sorry then, 4, 480 times, yeah.
1: So 480 times, and then if you think about it you will basically say, okay, you know what? I can't measure that, that quickly. So I need a leading way to it. So then you think more, it's like, how do I break this down? Where it could be like, okay, what's the path to get there? And that's all part of the thinking. So first you think, think, think. And once you have those indicators, right? Leading and long-term. Leading being like, you know, something that's gonna tell you you're, you know, like a GPS. Once you have like a GPS that can guide you, good enough north, south, and how much distance you're moving, right? So that you can, you know, if you go three steps this way, and, the, and this thing says, nope, wrong direction, okay. I'm gonna try around in a different direction. So you got as long, so clarity is, once you have a basic GPS that can guide you roughly, you're headed in the right, sort of the right uh, pole, then you start doing. So I think that's like the that's the you know that's the funnel for this is a lot of yeah. time thinking so all of this reading that you're doing like I personally cannot read that fast and I'm a s- slow reader and I've just recently realized I'm I'm not a slow reader what happens is when I'm reading I start applying it while I'm reading it so the damn thing like I read two sentences and then I'm like oh <laughs> I'm like there and it's like damn it like I have to like you know beat myself and get back. Tish in
0: the Tish so um, I um. I have a tendency to, to use a highlighter and a pen in the margins of books, yeah. and myself and my good friend Jim Randall, who's a real estate attorney in Westport, he uh, he does the same thing. But he reads. I uh, met Jim. Yeah, you met Jim. He yeah. reads at least three or four times more books than I do, and and he has them all organized on the shelves, and he has yellow tabs in all of them because he goes back and references them because he's thinking, and he's not applying anything he's learned to his real estate practice. He's just fascinated by novel unique thought and he loves highlighting them. So he gets through them really quickly because I don't know, he just has a way of getting through them. I'm, I'm a middle of the pack reader. I, I can skim really, really quickly, but the problem is with me, just like you, I, I will, I could spend a uh, two pages. I could spend two hours and just thinking about it, highlighting it, referencing it. I go back into the book. Um, it's, yeah. I just gave a book away the other day. Uh, it's called pour your heart into it by, Um, Howard Schultz, the founder of Starbucks, it's, it's all about the founding of Starbucks. Um, and, and so he was, this was the CEO and chairman and he talked about his journey on going to Italy and coming back with this concept. Everyone thought he was crazy and how he built the brand up to be this really pristine, very, very, um, pure brand of coffee. And today it's been completely diluted, right? we have coffee starbucks ice cream we've got starbucks being served on airplanes we've got it in styrofoam cups we've got
1: it i mean it's coming out of our asses you know com- com- commercial commercial like, i i this right? is the only thing i buy in in a COVID emergency <laughs> <laughs> but having said that
0: um he's a prolific writer he uh, wrote that book right after starbucks had just ipo'd i think um he's extremely intelligent and i highlighted that whole book and even to this day, and I've read his other books too, Onward, and then I think his, uh, his latest book, I can't remember the name of it, but he's, um, he also ran for president, just so you know, but he dropped out really early when he realized it was a futile effort. He, um, um, he had so many stories in that book that I still give it away today. I still give it away. I gave it away to a new friend of mine who is also a reader, and mm-hmm. he's a journeyman. He cuts hair for a living, but I love my conversations with him. So what did I do? I gave him this book because he's from Italy and he loves coffee and he served me an espresso when we're sitting there talking and he's cutting my hair. He did a pretty good job, by the way. And so um, he, um, and and that's what I love. I love when the book draws you in so much. You start salivating over it. You start sharing the stories of it. Like you shared with me, Zero to One, or, you know, I think it was um, Peter Thiel's book. Um, after you read it. Uh, was it Zero to One or was it, no, it was the startup, um, what was it called? Um, the startup book that you re- recently read. So I'd read that uh, a long, long time ago. I don't know whether it was Guy Kawasaki or somebody else, but it was, um, it was like a Bible for startup companies. And it still is, a lot of those lessons are still applicable today. So it's a book that you, know, you can give away to your kids and you can say, yeah. you want to
1: start a business? Here you go. I think you're talking about something important, Jeff, like to answer your original question. I think the trick is, so I don't think if your friend, Jim Randall, real estate tycoon is um, reading books about, let's say music or art or something, it's not irrelevant because I think, and, and that might be the trick. It's not listening fast. I think it's listening for the patterns. Mm. so what i what i try to do is what i've realized is why it takes me very long to memorize books sorry memorize Mm -hmm. is a strong word to understand the books is (laughs) i have to build a story in my head yeah like it has to be a tellable story to somebody else kind of thing right and what i've realized is i have not read that many books in my life i just haven't i I'm i'm a recent recently got into reading um And the reason I realized I was out of it is because I I didn't find the interest. And the interest was not there for two reasons. One, I was not reading the right books. Mm -hmm. Second was I just did not see see them. I I saw them as big dictionaries of information. And to me, my mind in the efficiency world would look at it as like, there's no way I can store that much. Mm. I'm not reading it. And because I can't store from it, like, why the hell would I read a book? I can just watch yeah. a movie. It's so much so you, easier, right?
0: So your brain's a central processing unit plus RAM, you know, RAM memory. Yeah, plus right. It's like, a, why a am fixed, I wasting
1: a, so much energy? hard drive, right? A yeah, solid and state then I realized, drive. yeah, but then I realized that if you actually boil it down to patterns, mm-hmm. it's much easier to understand. It's much easier to memorize, uh, remember the, the main points from the book. And it's the, the, the epiphany sort of thing was, holy moly, these books that are like not even talk, about the same subjects and stuff, they're saying the same things. Yeah. So you might be able to read a book about an artist and then a science philosopher is writing something. And it'll be amazing that they're saying the same damn thing about, they might be talking about curiosity, they might be talking about creativity. Like There's this really good book by Charles Duhigg, a Smarter, Faster, Better, mm-hmm. where he talks about um, Oh, the SNL. Lean
0: Startup, by the way, was, what, yeah, of, was the book. Oh, yeah, that's not,
1: that's not Peter Thiel. That, that Dan Olson, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Don't get that. me started on books because I'll start <laughs> reciting yeah, them and I'll start don't getting start them. Yeah. Don't start, we'll start, start books. <laughs> yeah. So I think the point that was, well, it's, instead of like reading it fast or something, just listen yeah. for that pattern or the spirit of what, what's being said and then try to like convert it into a story in your mind. Mm-hmm. Any story that's very relatable to you, like I'm gonna walk into tomorrow morning and tell my boss about this, mm-hmm. but I'll say it in this way that I learned. And uh, you know, books already—if you see—that's why the good books, the ones that you memorize, they're all written as stories. They're not. Oh, they like, are. The, the, Listen, the, the, there's, there's absolutely yeah, the, books. There's books the, on storification.
0: That's, and, that's right. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, right. And, and,
0: and it's very, very important to storify things
1: because it's the story that sticks, it's oh, not it's the, the lesson. It's humans, like that's what interests us, right? Like in, in, intrigued by the, the, the climax. Like if you look at why movies are such a big industry, it's because we like these fictional sort of things that happen. you know, like um, we, we like the fiction part of it. We yeah. like what is gonna happen next. We, we like the suspense. So if you convert it like actually, believe it or not, like, you know, um, a lot of good presentations, are yeah. the ones that tell a very strong story. Like in two seconds, when somebody looks at it and they can be like, oh, this is what you're trying, trying to get me to uh, understand. Then they're like following in as opposed to like random slides going back and forth. So I, I, yeah. I think the answer is look for patterns and uh, you know, try, to, try to build stories out of it. And you know, I, I think it's a, just like any other skill, mm-hmm. it, it eventually gets fast. If you, yeah. you keep doing something, it gets better. Absolutely,
0: it's, it's you got to train your brain on how to do it, and you got to train your brain how to uh, how to how to give yourself permission to do it too. And I uh, yeah. I don't disagree with you with respect to the commonality of stories across various disciplines. Um, yeah, it's like the religious texts is a good example, um, the old ones and the new ones. Whether it's <laughs> the Book of Mormon or the Bhagavad Gita, or the or the Old Testament or the New Testament or Torah um, or um, whatever, whatever the book is, is, and I've I've read a lot of them, and I haven't gotten through any of them, but they all are they're all they all have similar lessons, and similar ideologies. It's just they're give, one could argue that they're giving different names to the prophets and giving different names, Muhammad versus Jesus, or you know, or God versus uh, Yahweh. Um, and I've read uh, what's that? I think they're
1: metaphors. Keep going.
0: Yeah, no, no they, they're, they, they, they're, they're very much. And, and, and how legitimate are they and all this stuff? And you could, you could argue either way and you could be a religious scholar and, and you could study it for your entire lives. And one text, you could study for your entire life and understand the history and, and when it was written and who were the authors and the controversy surrounding it and, who, and what the interpretation is and from which version it was interpreted. And there, there might be at least 300 that I've seen ver- um, interpretations, I should say, translations of the Bible, of the New Testament, right? Um, there's King, King James Version, and there's, um, um, there's the Passion Translation, and there's everything in between. Um, and, and the interpretation sometimes radically changes the story and the lesson. But having said that, there are commonalities across all of these texts. And it's not a matter of who's right or who's wrong. It's a matter of what you want to believe. It's a matter of choosing and, and actually then letting go and, and saying, yes, I want, I, you know, and therefore I'm gonna study the New Testament. I'm gonna study the Old Testament. I'm going to uh, become a born again or a, a Buddhist, you know, or Hindu or a Muslim, you know? I'm going to you know accept that, and I'm going to become it so going back to the comments on themes and books, I think that if you're reading a lot of autobiographies or even biographies about political leaders and about the stories and the and the sort of the conflict they had to resolve and sort of the battles they had to fight, there's common messages in each one of them because they're all extraordinary leaders that have lived a life worthy of writing a book and us reading it right from bill clinton to abraham lincoln and george washington but um and those are just yeah uh, the two obvious ones but steve jobs and um richard branson and jeff bezos and elon musk and all of his other ones as well that i've read and, and and even um phil knight his shoe dog book was fantastic but there are good lessons but here's the interesting thing i like their stories I, yeah. I remember back to the Bezos book, and I remember him being in a, a um, I'm sorry, his, his lieutenants being in a conference room and putting down all of his successes and failures on a whiteboard and listing all of his failures, which were much greater, and we're going to get into that in a second, than his successes, okay? Yeah. And I also remember the story about him investing in Google and him squeezing in $250,000 in the first round that they did, and they opened the round back up for him. And that's where he made a lot of his fuck you money, allowing him to be so arrogant um, with his board of directors and his board not being able to fire him because of his failures at Amazon. And now he's one of the richest men in the world. So there's a whole lesson there as well about, about staying with things and the, 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 the power of the, the resilience um, and whether that comes from internal or external factors. But um, But I think there are lessons in all of those that you could, I'm most interested in the stories, you know? So let's, 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 this, um, we've been talking for about an hour and 15 and I don't Uh, want to use too much your time. And I'm on question number two and I've got 15 questions, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask them all. I'm going to ask you first, I'm going to totally change subjects here. And I'm going to ask you to tell me about your music. Tell me about your, your, um, (laughs) tell me about your singing. Why do you do it? When did it start? and uh where's it going because you're not Um, you're not a musician (laughs) but you are a musician you're a technologist first that's what pays your bills
1: (laughs) but you do music on the side i don't know who who am i jeff i have no clue um (laughs) i i i I, right now i i do technology and i also sing right now i think i do technology better than singing but (laughs) i don't know if that that, if that means i'm a technologist i don't know (laughs) uh it's going it's going really good like uh, there, there are days where I'll just like s- literally go to the basement. That's where my setup is. And I'll literally sing for like two and a half, three hours. Really? Training yeah, your voice. So- yeah. Just song after song. I just, I just joy. Why do I do it? I think I do, do it for the joy. Um, uh, You know, I, I met a bunch of people who were just having fun at a party and they were doing karaoke. And one of the guys, when I tried, it was like, oh, you know, you, you sound really good. And, um, I've always been fond of singing. I always used to hum songs and I would listen to them. So this guy says this. I was like, all right, you know what? I'll try it. So I started, um, I, I, I went back to like this group of people who were sort of, it's a, you know, they practiced once a week. And um, a couple of weeks later, you know, I started challenging myself. And I, I think that curiosity thing just like <laughs> went into like hyperdrive. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Then I just started pushing myself, pushing myself. Like, I think I have a SoundCloud account that mm-hmm. has like, if you, if you hear my first song and then you hear my latest song, even, you know, I could tell the difference yep. and um, you know, it, it, it's going well. I, I think I get better. So I think the, the way it's so, getting so, better is it used to be very slow and now yeah. it's getting better every day. It gets a little better. That's how it's going. Oh, okay. Cause now so the it's, improvements are getting better. Yeah, faster. Yeah, they become exponential is what I've realized because I have more control now, right? right. I have much more control. So yeah, that's, that's how it's going. Um, Has your range increased with your practicing? I always had range. Oh, I always did. had range. I always had range. What used to happen was I didn't know the techniques to like actually crack less at the higher ranges. So like mm-hmm. I had to put a lot of effort. So what's happened is if you if you look at the graphs, like the amount of effort that goes in is now this much and the amount that I could range and everything has gone this much high. That's, Got it. that's what it is. Like I it, it was a great journey so far because, you know, a lot of people may or may not realize this singing has a lot to do with breathing. Right. It's all about breathing. It's all about breathing from your diaphragm. And right. I realized I didn't, I didn't do that. So as I started learning, half of me just wanted to learn it because I um, wanted to improve the texture of my voice as I talk in meetings and
0: stuff. So Can, can, can a novice like me ever learn to sing well? Absolutely.
1: Anybody really? can learn how to sing. Absolutely. Because I, I, it, It's I, I, not I a God gift. Because I time. talked
0: to a professional singer once, um, yeah. and she said there no, no chance i can teach people who don't who don't have that natural gift to sing no chance. i think
1: they're, they're wrong because i'll i'll tell i can i can try to prove it wrong, right so yeah. if if i play a in tune song to you mm-hmm. okay you would just listen to it and you would enjoy it then if i play an out of tune song to you you would you would in second know something is out of whack you right. might not know what's out of whack but you will know that it's out of whack. And mm-hmm. that is singing, is basically the ability to hear and actually tell. Now, attaching the downs and lows to actual notes and stuff, I mean, even I don't know how to do that. Like, I, I just, I'm just copying the sounds, right? Like, I, I, I somehow know when the music is this, I have to hit go here, right? Right. That's just, that's just singing, man. Like, if you just start singing and you, you, you will, your brain will learn, it's no different than talking. If you can, at will, go high-pitched when you're talking and go yeah. low-pitched, yep. it, it is actually a form of singing, believe oh, it or not. So, 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 for, so the, for, the audience,
0: for, for the audience, uh, Tish is a technologist who manages a couple of hundred people for a very large technology company, but he sings uh, with some friends to the elderly. Who do you sing to?
1: Oh, right now I'm, um, you know, there's not this. I haven't sung Nobody. to a group of people like for a long time. I just do it for myself now. Okay, I, but you, I saw a
0: video of you singing to
1: a group of. Um, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. that was a while ago. And you know what I realized was I was not that good. I feel like I'm. I am now at a position, that yeah. if I am given the opportunity to perform in front of people, I would know that I'm not wasting their complete time. Right. That's where I am. So I could do like la la, you know. Uh, I could perform in, in front of some people now with a with a, with a good amount of confidence. And it's all Indian, music, right? This is all Indian music. But I, you know, as it's gotten better, I can, I have tried to um, do. Did you do see sing some Maroon Five? Yeah, I, I tried Maroon Five. I've tried uh, the other guy, but you know the thing is, a lot of good singing has to be like memorizing the lyrics. Yeah. And then you have to also, the thing is, here's the other challenge about singing, mm-hmm. which is not everybody has a high range, right? So right. you can learn singing, but you might not have a range, but that doesn't mean that you can't sing. You can sing in your key, right? right? For that, you need live music right? most of the times, right? Like when I'm singing on a karaoke track by yeah. Maroon 5 or something, the only way to make that sound good is to literally sing in uh whatever guy's whatever the guy's name is, in his natural pitch. Adam Levine. Adam Levine's, you know, in natural pitch, pitch. Only in his pitch Paceo, or his right? key. Is is his key. No, no. There's oh, a key, key, basically. Yeah, his key, like what he sings in. Like he's usually, all of these people have their natural keys. Like some of them are high, some of them are low. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, I found that out because of likes that I get on my videos on or, or t- songs. Mm-hmm. The, one, the ones where I get the most likes are the lower pitched songs. And I've realized that's my natural key that's that's, key. That, that's yeah. my that's my key when i'm when i'm singing in somebody else's key i can make it uh pitch perfect mm-hmm. but it may not sound really really appeasing and that's because you know the the music has to be shifted so what i was going for was another way of trying this is actually doing it with an instrument yourself or finding somebody who likes to play an instrument right. and then practicing with them because that what the musician can do is they can change the, the key. Uh, key of the song, oh, yeah. match your voice, and then you will not feel intimidated. Like, you know, if like, I was to go, ah, uh, like very high, right? right? You may not want to do that. You can go, ah, and then mm-hmm. that is because they just changed the full key of the song. So that's, that's what I would say. I, I, I think anybody can learn how to sing. It's, this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a full. Do, do, do
0: you want to give me a couple, couple uh, lines? Of what? <laughs> <laughs> of of the latest song. The
1: of the latest of the latest song?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm learning a new one. Uh, this is again it's Bollywood, so I don't know if you're gonna it's just gonna sound like what it sounds like. Yeah. What does it go like? <laughs> क्या हाल है दिल मेरा that's
0: great that's great i mean you
1: did that acapella (laughs) we did we didn't rehearse that
0: that's fantastic (laughs) i'm doing this in my
1: bathroom all the time and if i I knew what it meant it would be even better Yeah, like you know, what what was the, the I, I I I keep trying, it, but my daughter who was born in the U.S. keeps telling me, "He's like, Dad, that's not what he's saying because I I pronounce the word wrong." Like, what, what is it? Spend twenty-four hours, I need more hours with you. Yep, that's a little Adam Levine the the there. Spend the weekend getting even. Ooh. So what happens is when i start singing these songs the accent comes into play <laughs> ah yeah, anyway. yeah 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 it's not it's not just i could um, i could most likely hit the the notes but the accent would make it sound different right although ha- i have thought about doing a comedy not a comedy skit like a fun singing skit where i could sing yeah. these songs but as an indian singer on purpose oh yeah oh, that's on purpose because there's like a difference in singing like a l- so the they're the, the, the singing in a lot of the western nations it, so hindi music they, they sing it's it's all flow it's all connected they take very little breaks so mm-hmm. it just goes, it goes like this and then i think when you listen to an adam levine or other songs they're not always uh full flowing so right. like And twenty four hours I need more. Yeah. So that you saw you saw that break? All the
0: words. Absolutely. There's there's absolute breaks and good singers know how to create those those words that end the word before the next word starts.
1: Well, so they're doing two things over there. They're actually breathing. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, taking yeah. a good breath in because they want the yeah. they want to hit a note and the second thing they're doing is they're also trying to make it you know they're trying to like make the melody come out but i think like if you you can actually take those same songs with the same tune yeah. and completely change you know you can make it like you know if a, if a traditional indian singer like from the 70s would sing some songs like this they would completely they would you know it <laughs> would come across as butchered <laughs> <laughs> because, like, Indian singing is all about like smiling and laughing. They're like, Spend twenty-four hours, twenty-four hours with you. <laughs> so, a- anyhow, that's uh that's the
0: singing tip of the day. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do um, a bunch of questions, but they're gonna be. Fast answer: rapid fire, rapid, rapid fire, fire.
1: All right, let's, um, go. let's
0: do this answer the questions with a sentence or two. I'll go to the next one and okay. then I'll, um, I'll end with um, a, a two questions. So, all right. Biggest obstacle in life. how do you attack it? how do you get around it? how do you defeat it?
1: I haven't yet. I'm working on it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Let's say, It's in in crosshair.
0: It's in my crosshair. Oh, right now. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Biggest lesson in life. What have you learned that you wish you knew before that lesson or that you want to pass on?
1: Uh, That lesson. It's going to sound a cliche, but it's not. No limits mindset. Adapted very early on. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid of failing. Just try mm-hmm. new things. Even if you think that, uh, like, if somebody challenges you to a game, if you're in the moment, take the challenge. It's okay to lose. It's not a definition of who you are. It's a definition of what you know at that moment in time. Okay. Biggest failure in life. How did that change you? Um, I mean, you know, every something new happens every day. But um, <laughs> biggest failures, you know, it's it's mostly I would you know I would related to professional, and um, a lot of I, I used to think. So the biggest failure was my perception of myself and what people thought of me the day I learned how sharply, sharp contrast these two things were. That was, you know, I felt pretty, I felt like a failure because I was operating on the principle that people saw me the way I saw myself. And um, what I did with myself, well, I'm working on it. Like every day I'm trying to improve something new about myself. It's a communication.
0: It's it's, it's often said that
1: our biggest, our
0: biggest, um, Successes come from our failures. Our biggest yeah. lessons come from our failures. Yeah. And I, I could literally rattle off 10 of uh, yeah. 50, like, 50 I failures. I feel relationship failures. Like 20 things. Fa- eating, failing, my, eating. failing to be the, you know, the parent that I wanted to be at that oh, yeah. particular moment in time. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm feeling failures right now. In, I should be with my daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> failures in
1: business. <laughs>
0: failures, failures in business, right? I mean, yeah. I could go. That's a long list. I could, yeah. um, and, and, and the relationship long list, um, yeah. and, and then, but the, the importance, I think you mentioned it earlier is failing often and failing fast because that's if I would never want to invest with, or actually be a partner in, um, with yeah. an, and even a friend of somebody who hasn't failed because if they're too cocky and they think they're impenetrable, if they think they're, they've got an, a, a coat of armor on them and everything they do is like comes with a, a great reward and a pot of gold. Yeah, forget it. They're, they're missing they're, out. They're missing they're out. Missing out. They're, miss, they're missing
1: out because, uh, like, the the lesson is, yeah. Again, it's not who you are. It's yep. what you know or what you can do, and that's yep. about it. Like, don't attach the failure to your persona itself. Like, you, you are you, and then there are things you do, right? So all the yep. failures come from the things you do. They have nothing to do with who you are. So yeah. exactly, exactly.
0: Um, okay to that point, spirituality. Does it play a role in your life and your decision-making? And if so, what's that role?
1: It's come back. It's come back really strong. And mm-hmm. the role it's playing is it's giving me hope. It's giving me a new perspective on how to look at things, uh, you know, like- and which, followed- which religion is that? Or how do you define
0: your spiritual journey?
1: Yes, it's not religion. It's spirituality in, 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 in most like a mostly myst, being mystified, mystics. That's okay. where I find my spirituality. Like the concepts of parallel universes, or how, you know, like this the thing that I'm like really puzzled with right now is how you and me can look at the same cup and draw two different conclusions, and both of those are our realities. But Mm -hmm. this this cup is only one. We kind of think that. So that's what mystifies me right now. Okay. So
0: another discussion we need to have at some other point in time is the concept of thought. Does thought carry any mass? What happens to thought? Is another dimension, et cetera, et cetera, because it has to do with your glass metaphor, which is interesting. Um, So that's for another time. What is your biggest non-business success? Non-business success. Could, could be the music you were talking about.
1: Yeah, I think could, so. music, man. Like the the path that I've come, even though it's taken four years. It could be I, inspiring I, somebody. I, it, it, makes me, it makes me feel like a winner. Okay. Because for Good. the first time in life, I was not scared of sounding bad. I go mm-hmm. sing. I know I'm doing wrong. Uh, I, I'm doing badly, but then I seek feedback from people. It's like, okay, tell me what was wrong. And they were like, oh, you seem like you're crying or you seem like you're trying too hard. And I take that with pride and then I go mm-hmm. try to work on it. So that was- Yeah, yeah, totally. Good. So
0: maybe, maybe it's not just the singing, but it's what you've learned and how it's shaped you from the singing. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. i made a couple of friends in my past, in the recent past who have like really helped me out with that. And you, Do you're, you, you're, uh, you're one of them. Oh, thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. Do you set goals? Uh, I used to. Now I
0: don't. Okay. Um, and I'm going to end with this. What what words or sayings do you live by, if any?
1: Oh, man. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, <clears throat> I have to think of the um, amount of words that like I live by. The, the ones that immediately come off the top of my head is... Um, the only way to knowledge is experience, Einstein. Mm-hmm. Um, Why take one? one Why take one when you can take two? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that one encompasses a lot because it's not about, about experience. How about this? Take it easy and if it's easy, take it twice. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, other, the other one to that point is everything is impossible until it's done. Yeah. So, or if you believe you fail,
0: you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Um there's so many great sayings and I come up with them regularly from movies, from books, from people. Um yeah. If um okay, last question uh before I ask you how people reach out to you is at your funeral fifty years from now, what do you want people to say about you?
1: Oh damn it. Yeah, look uh yeah. Uh, the, the, the two things that come to mind are, um, the man, n- never stopped learning, like he was just a curious being that mm-hmm. somehow comes across people are just talk to me is like, man, the, the guy was like, literally, if he was still alive, he would be trying to figure out how to do this best and learn something from this uh, funeral. And um, <laughs> second thing is that he lived a calm, It seemed like he was living a calm and content life. Yeah. Only seemed like because I don't think I will ever be content. But (laughs) if I create that perception, I think I'm doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, Now, how do people reach you? Website, Twitter handle, LinkedIn, where do they reach you?
1: So uh, Twitter, it's Tijinator, T-I-J-I-N-A-T-O-R. T-I-J-I-N-A-T-O-R. Yeah, Tijanator. Okay. On on Twitter. Um, yeah. Email it's t i j b e d i at gmail.com. T i g i e d d i, at t i j t i j b e d i.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The oh, one man. that I have. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The one you have Jeff. Okay. <laughs> <We've> only <laughs> known each is... other for seven years. <laughs> no, no. I was just thinking you were going to give the audience a different email so that they get no, no, spamming okay. because it's remember a 3 million people are
1: going to be listening to this, right? Oh man, so, um, that, that low. You, you, you told me a couple hundred million. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened to the dreaming part? Of the... <laughs> uh,
0: any, any websites that you want to reference or no?
1: Um, you know, I I have so many. They don't have to be uh, yours. Websites. They don't have to be yours. They can be um,
0: interesting. You know, there's blogs. there's a website you
1: should go to. It's called tiffmiff.com. T-i-f tiffmiff.com. T-i-f-f-m-i-f-f.com. Yeah. Um, there is thinkdtm.com. Mm-hmm. There is uh, uh yeah. Th- th- start with those two. They will lead you to me. Okay. One okay. way, to shape, or form.
0: Good, good, good. Have you reserved your own domain? Tish Betty,
1: I, I do have that domain. I just don't want to spell it out. Yeah, exactly. I have I have mine. I've never done anything with it. Yeah, I just don't want any traffic going there. I think I'm going to turn it off because it, it, it just seems very um, it just it's just too pretentious. I, I'm I'm just you know what the hell was I right. thinking? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: brother. Well, listen, my, it's been my pleasure. I will stop the recording in two seconds and then what I'll do is um,
1: I'll upload it and send you the link and um, we'll start directing (laughs) directing traffic. Yeah, and look, if we need to do this again, I'll be uh, happy to, uh, you know, we can find subjects. I think that thought subject could easily be a two-hour one. Which one? The thought, the thought, the weight. I I love the way you put it, the math, like uh, how to classify thought. Oh yeah, that's a, that's that's an interesting one. Um, I think I could could see us doing Ted talks, man. I could see us doing, uh, I think Ted talks.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll just sit on stage and talk and get paid for it.
1: Well, we'll call it Jeff talks, you know?
0: (laughs) 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 Okay, brother. Talk to you soon.